Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down to talk about some music for a little while, apparently under two hours. My name is Scott. I'm here with my good friend, Brand. Brand, how are you today? I'm good. It's draft week. I'm always ready for a draft week. 100%. This week we are doing the draft of the discography of the one and only Pink. And it only makes sense. Yep. Uh, coming out of Behemoth, it only makes sense that <laughs> we're going to continue down that path of thought and pick up right where Behemoth left off. And here we go. Because why not? We thought we needed a little uh, We needed a little something different coming off of Behemoth. Absolutely. And Pink is very different. Yeah. <laughs> very different. Very different. So yeah, you got a you got a guest host last week. We get a draft this week, and then we get back into the swing of things normally next week. Yes, meaning mystery albums that you and I don't even know what vibe we're going after. Yeah, <laughs> well, I I know what vibe we're going after next week, but after that, you, I mean, you're in the dark. I live in the dark. I live in these shadows. <laughs> well, this week, as I said, we're doing the pink draft. I have some notes about uh about the artist we'll go over and then we'll dive into the draft alicia beth moore hart known professionally as pink is an american singer songwriter actress and dancer she was originally a member of the girl group choice did you ever hear of choice i want to say no but there's a part of me that wants to say yes i remember i don't think so what year was choice well she got picked up from LaFace Records in 1995. Mm-hmm. So I imagine 94, 95. That, might, that sounds a little early for when I would be into into, into like that kind of stuff. Like that's even yeah. pre, because I would say Backstreet Boys I mean, and Sing would have been four. But I mean like 97-ish <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Like I was still, I was into that. Who else is in choice? I don't know any of these. Nobody. Ones. Like I, I looked it up while I was doing notes. Neither of the two other girls' names ring a bell at all. But yeah, I I never heard anything from them. I can only imagine they were like a TLC type group based off of Pink's first solo record. That's what I was going to say. Based off Pink signing to LaFace in that yeah. first record. Yeah, I think it would have to be something along those lines. It's it's definitely going to be less poppy, more with an R&B tint to it, I think. Yeah, that would be my guess. I mean, I'll take TLC every day. 
three LW had a hit. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of more three girls together groups. I think I, I think I might have reached my limit with yeah. That's LW. it. <laughs> three LW might have fucking pinned Was it. SWV three girls. I don't know what that is. Bewitched. I think Bewitched were three. Oh, now I got to look up SWV because I'm pretty sure. Hanson had long hair. <laughs> I'm sure that joke was made around that time. I'm sure. SWV was a three girl group. God, I'm good. I've never even heard of SWV. Well, this isn't the this isn't the three girl group draft. So I think we're no, right. it is the pink draft. And as I said, in 1995, LaFace Records saw potential in pink and offered her a solo recording contract. Pink has named Madonna and Janis Joplin as her biggest musical influences. In a 2000 interview with MTV, Pink said that during her childhood, she used to think that she was Madonna's daughter, saying, I've always been the type of person that followed Madonna like a lost puppy. I didn't speak to my mother for a year because I was sure she adopted me. She stated, Madonna has always been an inspiration for me. I was a fan right from the first time I heard Holiday. Imagine not speaking to your parent because you thought they adopted you from madonna thinking about that whole scenario it really puts into perspective pink's confidence like she has madonna's confidence that's 100 oh, yeah. percent what that is her attitude that was you know called everything from you know like the the hard rock attitude to things like that it, yeah it's, yeah it's madonna's attitude it's just that confidence is is incredible and i i love that i didn't know that i didn't know that she was that high on madonna it makes sense they give me this kind of the same energy Right. I just, I think it's so funny to like, be that, like, be that sure of it that you're going to be, I'm not talking to my mom. She's not my real mom. Madonna is my mom. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to also say, judging by what I've heard and like know of Pink's like home life, that wasn't the main, that wasn't the yeah, only I'm reason. Sure. Like there, <laughs> I'm were, sure, yeah. there were other things going on, I think. That yeah. Made, yeah. Made her. But I mean, know, <laughs> Even if that wasn't the main the main reason, but to put that out to MTV, yeah, well, that's the shit just, that MTV digs for too. They want that shit, especially back yeah. then. They wanted that. They wanted that's that line. True. They wanted that little tidbit to push on you. Out of MTV, really, really <laughs> hit us with the hard hitting news, right? Pink said of Janis Joplin, she was so inspiring by singing blues music when it wasn't culturally acceptable for white women, and she wore her heart on her sleeve. She was so witty and charming and intelligent, but she also battled an ugly duckling syndrome. I would love to play her in a movie. That got me thinking, I would like to see Pink as Janis Joplin in a movie, but I don't think it would work. Is Pink a good actress? Have I seen Pink in anything? I don't think so. I haven't I haven't seen her act in anything. Well, if Ronda, if Ronda Rousey's getting parts, Pink can get parts. <laughs> Pink, Pink can probably do better than that. She's awful for sure pink has been credited for breaking boundaries and pushing the envelope throughout her career she's regarded as one of the most trailblazing artists of her pop generation now the words are there but do you feel that she gets that because i don't i don't think she does like there's, i hmm. there's a definitive like mount rushmore of pop acts let's even go female pop acts of that time and i feel like sure. pink might get passed over who do you think's on it then well, if we go when Pink came out, Christina's on it, which Pink doesn't like that because they have beef for for fucking days. Do they really? I didn't know they had beef. Uh, yeah, apparently when they were on the set of Lady Marmalade, Christina like threatened to quit because Pink sat in her chair and Pink was like, I don't know. Really? 
she's like, I was just sitting. I, I <laughs> yeah, like Christina screamed at her and shit. And then they've had beef later. I think they may have come around to say that, like, hey, we're you know, maybe we're not friends, but we don't have problems with each other anymore. Oh man, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah wow. It's, and then Britney's on it, on it, obviously. Oh yeah, sure. Jessica Simpson for a time, but Pink would have oh, surpassed she was. her. I yeah, for sure. But that's the thing. I think in back then there were four that were bigger, and Pink was kind of just that outlier. Yeah. And then later, when you go on to the like, you get Lady Gaga on that Mount Rushmore, and you get you know those acts on that Mount Rushmore. Pink is forgotten on the opposite side of it. You think so? It, it's I, I honestly feel like I don't know if it's a timing thing. Or if that yeah. edge, if, if that edge and the way the media pressed that edge forever made her, oh, she's not like them. She's not a pop star. But Pink is one of the biggest pop stars of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's I, unreal. Uh, so in prep for this, I watched, I think it's on Amazon Prime. The, there's like a Pink behind the scenes documentary type thing okay. I watched. And wow, she did some shows over in the UK and they were huge arena shows just packed full of people and and like her show is amazing she does all the acrobatics and ribbon dancing and running around the stage and and we'll get to that particular album but i think that's the closest that she ever got to getting those flowers like whatever whenever she was it was the i think she she performed well she was performing that everywhere did she do the super bowl did pink do the super bowl or no didn't she just do the star spangled banner at the super bowl Okay, I I, I know she. Had I don't a, think she did a halftime show. She did like the the opening. I might be thinking of she had a big performance, and I know this sounds crazy, and I'm comparing the Super Bowl halftime show to the VMAs. Okay. But <laughs> there was a certain time in time when the VMAs and the performances like, they were, were huge. huge. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Pink during that album's run. Actually, it would have been post that album when she did that acrobatic thing and it was just heralded all over like people were saying how beautiful it was and how great it was oh and yeah the songs were great that's the closest we ever got well that's the closest she ever got to getting her flowers i think and then i will even say myself like there was a couple pink records i listened to for the draft that i've never heard which if, if I'm you right are there with you if you're considered one of those big pop acts every one of your releases is heralded usually like even if it's not good they're like oh pink's new record and i've i never oh, heard sure like I never yeah. heard anybody saying Pink's got a record coming out or something like that. But right. there's no reason they shouldn't because she's earned no. she's earned the status that she has. Oh, for sure. She also and has I, to be raking in the fucking money off some of these songs. Oh. Well, she's okay, so I looked it up and she's going on tour this year. Okay. And I looked up ticket prices for De- the Detroit show and there's no way in hell I can afford to go. <laughs> yeah, it, but that's that's Ticketmaster to blame. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But she she gets a cut. I yeah. would hope. Yeah. Um. But, but no, some t- of those Ticketmaster t- needs to go though. It's dude. It's worse and worse every year. The the cheapest worst seat was like a hundred and eighty dollars. Well, you'll like to know this information then. <laughs> that the Twenty One Savage Drake so a combo tour that they just decided that they were doing together. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, pre-sale happened. The cheapest, mm-hmm. the cheapest seat, like you could get a seat behind a cement pillar, and it was like seven hundred dollars. No, there's all kind of memes going around where people were like, "My dad." It was like, "Dad texted me, said, why 'Why'd you sell the house?'" And then I sent him a picture of me at the Twenty One Savage Drake concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's, it's all Ticketmaster. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's the? Is it Robert Smith, the Cure guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
did you see he just worked out because he, he complained about Ticketmaster's prices and he worked out a deal where they're refunding 10% of ticket prices to all cure tickets. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. But 10% is 10%. You're still you're still overpaying for the ticket. But yeah, it's, it's still it's. Something. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, it's something. Uh, and that's that's great that he stood up for people that are buying tickets to go to a show. But I mean, 10% on $200 is 20 bucks. Hey, you're man, still buy, paying buy yourself a pretzel. You're still paying 180 to sit behind the stage. Get yourself a pretzel, then. <laughs> that pretzel is probably going to be 18. I was, was going to say, is that even going to cover the pretzel? Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Pink has won three Grammy Awards, seven MTV Video Music Awards, seven Billboard Music Awards, and five World Music Awards. Her songs are characterized by their personally rebellious tone and a statement-like strict use of the first person. Pink has been nominated a total of 215 times and has won 131 of those different awards. Like she has all the numbers. Like she has, yeah. not only she has the awards, she has the, yeah. se- the, the selling numbers. She has the hits. Like it's, it's crazy. It's she crazy. has number one it, records, multiple. It's unreal that it feels like disrespect to a point. Yeah. But then I'm also wondering, like, is this what Pink wants? Because, like, if you recall, when she was getting big. Yeah. Well, I think it happened twice. Because the first time she got really big, she seemed very uncomfortable and hated the media. Which is fair. I Like, that's a fair stance to have. I would agree with that. Could that also, though, have been her, like, management and telling her to do that? because of That's what I was just going to say. That's a possibility also. Yeah. Because there is a distinct change in her musical style. In her career. Yeah. Well, there's one blaring one right off the bat. And then Mm -hmm. there's another one later. And the other one later, I think we'll get into, which is maybe, I think, why her music changed a little bit also. But Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe she, maybe it's what she wants. Maybe it's that's, maybe it's the dream. Sell all the records, make all the money and can kind of still have a semi-normal. Stay out of the spotlight as much as you can. Yeah. Like you're still pink. You, You can't, I guess you can't really go to like Target, but yeah. You might like if you throw a hat on the right way. And in the in, in that documentary I, I mentioned, uh, they show her and Carrie, her husband and their two kids going out. They're like in I don't remember what country they're in, but they go out to go have like a meal on a patio at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And she sees a couple walking by that like are in matched outfits and matched hair color and stuff. She gets up and asks them if she can take a picture of them. And, they, and they're like, yeah, sure. And they stand and pose and they look at each other and they be like, oh, wait, you're pink. And she's like, yeah. So it's like wild. Just like you think somebody of that caliber is easily recognized and constantly has a crowd of fans around them all the time. But she's just out in these streets riding a bicycle, getting a coffee and a Danish in London or something. Pink's always had a... I don't know. She's all okay. Let's just base it off every album cover first. There's sure. not an album cover she has that doesn't like do something for me. Like yeah. every every time I've seen Pink, it's like it's. This is gonna sound strange. <laughs> Pink is always, and I didn't. By the way, I didn't know this when I was younger, so like I didn't put this together till recently. Okay, Pink has always had like this real mommy energy, where right. she's just such a strong woman. Like she always yeah. was, even even when she was telling us how vulnerable she was. She was always just being such a strong woman and then morphing that into her whole appearance where like, that's what I started seeing as strong woman was like a okay. short haircut and 
So I've loved Pink forever. I've had a crush on Pink forever. Yeah, you're not the only one. And I and it took me till till recently to realize, oh no, it's it's that mommy energy. That's a lot of it. <laughs> that that like like she'll take care of me. And if yeah. like <laughs> I don't want to speak up at a restaurant, but she would have no problem speaking up at right. a restaurant. If there's one thing obvious about her in that documentary, it is how much uh, she loves her family. Like it's a whole behind the scenes type thing. So like you see her interactions with her daughter, you see her interactions with her son and Carrie and like trying to balance life and being on tour. Like she lets her daughter Willow, like be part of the show. Like she comes out on stage and like, it's just, I could see her just, being normal i think it i think it took her a while to get there though i imagine it probably did because there's a there's a lot of i don't want to say personality change but persona change throughout her career yeah i think there is a part we'll get there when we start drafting but there was a part of the, of her career too where the music shifts because i think she shifted like i yeah. think she i think and i don't think it was natural like i don't think it was just oh this happened I think Pink put in the work to do it. Like, I don't think it was just, hey, this happened. I think Pink had to put some serious work into herself and into her family in order to make oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it. even the back and forth relationship between her and Carrie Hart. I mean, it's it's present in all these records. Yeah. I wonder how Carrie feels <laughs> like when he listens to some of these older records or sees her perform some of these songs on tour because they're huge hits. Like some of her biggest hits are like fuck you tracks to Carrie Hart that he hears thousands of people singing in the crowd. <laughs> I would say if he's at the concert at that point, he hears that song. He looks down at his Rolex and he's like, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's that time. It's like, oh, it, got it, it. Bought, it, it bought me that watch. Cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We're married. That's my money, too. I make royalties, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's another thing. Carrie basically almost put his career on hold to help support Pink and their kids. Like he was for those of you who don't know, he was a huge motocross and BMX guy. He was huge in X Games, and and I'm not gonna say he put off his career just solely because of that he got he had a ton of wrecks, he had like broken bones all the That's time. That's what I'm saying. I think it was like, just paying yeah. back for taking time to take care of him. Oh, for sure, and I'm I'm sure, but I honestly I think he had a couple more years left in him that he could have done some big stuff, uh, as far as that world is concerned. But if we're being honest, he was big at the time where I think motocross was the biggest it ever was. Yeah, I don't think it, I think it's went down drastically since then. Like oh, when, we were yeah. in the, when we were in the X Games and they were doing the first backflips and shit like it was like, wow, that was wild. This is yeah. different. This is a different thing. And that and Carrie Hart was part of that. Yeah, he was. And I think after that and y you can only go you can only go so far, it seems like we're saying that now. And then who knows? Maybe triple backflips. We're looking in 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> right. But it seemed like he was part of it when it was the biggest. And. If he would like once he gets healthy, if he goes back to that, maybe it does maybe it doesn't even pay well anymore. You know what I mean? Because it, it oh yeah, it, it went away fast. I admire the tenacity of their relationship. Yeah, and it and it takes both because of them. as many times as they broke up, they got back together. And then they broke up and they got back together. Yeah, it's amazing. I think what helps now is uh recently I saw that Pink took a what was it? two uh, or a month vacation from her family oh did she he just said i need to get away and she just went to a went to an island by herself and like not with her family she's like yeah you just need vacations from your family and i was like yeah it's fucking healthy wow 
That's fucking healthy. 100%. That's that's the healthy thing to do. Get away from your family for a bit. I mean, a month seems a little... That, I mean, only certain people can do things like that. <laughs> True. True. On purpose. I mean, if you want to go do a month stint upstate, maybe we can get that done. <laughs> right. right. You just have to be real careful that it's only a month and not multiple years. You got to be very careful with what, you're, with, with what crimes you're committing. Let's get into the draft. Well, we played rock, paper, scissors. We did. You got the first pick. I did. So, Scott, go ahead. I'm sure take one. We have, okay, we have two different ideas of what this draft's going to be like. We haven't talked specifically about albums, but we've said things back and forth that make each other, that make us believe we are believing two different things in this draft. I I could not stop myself from messaging you all week long about this draft and this discography. Yeah, I think there's a there's a there's like three different tiers of records that she has where it sounds like you you are kind of on board for everything for the most. I yeah. And I think that's going to be apparent with my first pick. I'm not saying I'm not on board, by the way. Oh, yeah. I just my rankings of these albums are probably much different than yours. Probably different, I imagine. But this my first pick is going to be one that I think kind of encapsulates her discography as much as any one record does. Uh, I'm going with Misunderstood. Yeah, of course you are, because it's the best record. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's really her breakout record. It throws in a lot of that uh, vulnerability. There's, I mean, Don't Let Me Get Me, Just Like a Pill, Dear Diary, My Vietnam, Lonely Girl. There's so many uh, family portrait, so many like bearing her heart open songs in it. But then we get, you know, get the party started, gone to California. You get these like party anthems. Misunderstood is even kind of a party, a party rock song. And then you get like a bluesy, very vocal, heavy presence song with her, uh, her, her song with Steven Tyler of all people, Misery. Perfect. Um, Perfect. I love it. I Perfect love it duet. so much. Perfect duet with Steven Tyler. Yeah. And then, you get her like female empowering song with respect. It's just, it's a phenomenal record. I agree that this, there are two that I think are perfect pink records. There's two. Okay. This is one of them. And then I'm going to get the one that I expect. But first of all, the, the, the downside of this record, that opener is kind of horrifying. It's, I, it's, it's not, it's not great. I agree. It's not. And then especially the, this is my first single, man. Like I, yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's kind of horrifying, but uh. it, it leads, it leads, it just then delivers hits back to back yeah. to back. It's insane. Yeah. How you front load a record like that with three tracks that are probably still her three of her biggest songs. Yeah. It's unreal. The four non blondes, Linda Perry is the writer on a lot of these tracks. Yes, she even has a she feature. Is. She has a feature on Lonely Girl. On Lonely Girl, yep. I think this is this is the first one where Pink is actually Pink. Now whether whether this is who Pink is yet or whether this is a character that she's playing already because I think that I think it did happen like that at one point. I think yeah, that there was a Pink persona and yeah. then Pink played the persona so much but then turned it into herself. Yeah. I'm not saying she wasn't a part of that. But I'm saying that it was it seemed like a character at first. Th- and that's what this record is. It's it's that pink character through and through. It's weird that because this one isn't on LaFace. Her first record was on LaFace. And this yeah. one was on LaFace's parent label, I'm guessing. Is it Arista? I think it's Arista. Yeah, I think so. So I wonder if 
because the first record was sounded a certain way that she had to include some of that on here because there is some of that R&B infused stuff there on, is. This, on this record, which yep. it still works. But I like that aspect of her career, too, that R&B influence uh, that like that's where that just amazing vocal performance that she manages on on every record really throughout her career but like her her voice just is amazing it just shines it's it's and that's the other thing i feel like her voice is up there with i mean the big names but when you hear i don't think i I think you could ask a hundred people on the street today who has a better voice christina aguilera or pink yeah because christina aguilera is so colorful and she does all those runs that are unnecessary i think they're gonna say christina aguilera i i imagine the majority of people would uh but not me i I can't stand christina christina aguilera's runs like (laughs) she does them constantly and it just gets on my nerves oh they're 100 unnecessary and pink does them too but she is sparing with them like she just spices it up with those every once in a while it's not like like that's all christina does it's true. <laughs> like, That's true. I think this is a phenomenal record, but I don't know how great this album would be without those hits. Luckily, there's a lot of those hits. There's a lot. And then <laughs> even like 18 Wheeler, I don't remember being a fan of when the record came out. Okay. But this week, I listened to that song so many times. I love that song. <laughs> I don't know why. It just it's good. It's good. All right. Well, going from your first pick, uh, yeah, what I consider your first pick. What I consider her S tier records, which she has two of them. I will have how, to take. Okay. The- how does that work? Like, what? how do you I, like that? I've seen that rating chart. Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, whatever. Yeah. But S is at top. What the fuck does S stand for? Super. Okay. I don't I don't actually know. I don't like it. A ranking originating from academic grading in Japan. Oh, okay. Used to describe a level superlative to A. So it, oh, like it, because be, because in Japan they were getting they were doing so well they had yeah. to add another grade. So gotcha. I guess S would mean I guess S would mean superlative. I gotcha. All right, understood. Wow, I didn't know that either. I just I just went with it. I just assumed. Okay, I so love it. The record I have to pick. I've already mentioned it. Kind of, it's the first thought that comes to my head. Kind of when I think of Pink, still, it's Funhouse. Okay, yeah. The album lives up to the Funhouse name. Like if you've ever heard the record cover to cover yeah it, it feels like a circus you feel like you're in the big top it, it has <laughs> the sure. feels of it it feels fun it's bright it's colorful but it also really delivers the power and emotion in the ballads and the slower tracks yeah that's something we're gonna say with every single record i think yeah the, she she inputs emotion into everything even when it's not aimed that way most of the time yeah so what and sober starting off is crazy. Like again, it's so two, wild. Two huge hits, the beginning of a record. Yeah. Who's putting these track lists together? It's insane. <laughs> Bad influence swerves you with a chorus. Mm-hmm. Like the chorus does not you're expecting a certain word or a certain pattern and it just shifts on you. And I love that. Yeah. I actually really like the softer tracks in this one too. Some of this record sounds super Lady Gaga-ish. Okay. And, and it's interesting because this is like right after Gaga started. Oh, all right. So, yes, that could have been the sound of the time, but when yeah. we get to a different album, we'll find out that Pink may have been there a hair before Lady Gaga was. But Oh, is that right? That's just her debut record. I'm not saying Lady Gaga wasn't oh. doing that shit before her debut record. Yeah. But Pink's voice is super powerful and wild on this. The album, this is the album that brought me back to Pink. 
and okay. made and made me realize that I'm allowed to like whatever I want because for a while, <laughs> yeah. for a while, it was like I don't know, I can't, I can't be listening to Pink. That's not, that's not that, cool. Pink was such a guilty pleasure for me, yeah. forever, one hundred. Because as a a male coming up in the time I did, mm-hmm. you don't listen to female singers. I maybe that's why I never liked female singers because I it was like bred into me. I was born with it ingrained in my head. No, you weren't born with it. That happened in like elementary school. That's, that's a possibility. <laughs> From the moment Pink came out, I have always enjoyed her music, even though I might have fallen off after a while. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I think we mentioned it earlier because she wasn't hyped up like yeah. she should have been. There's a couple of these records I didn't even know came out. Now, do you think if she was hyped up and she was given that, Maybe you and I don't revisit her the same way we do. It's a possibility. Like if, if she's always like omnipresent and she never goes away and these songs are all, I mean, a lot of these songs still get played. You still hear them. Yeah. Once in a while. Oh yeah. But if she was consistently rammed down our throats as that pop star. Well, I wonder if she would even still be making music. Look at yeah. Christina, look at Britney. The, when was the last time they put out, they, they had a consistent output of music. Well, Christina's busy on The Voice. She's making new stars because every one of those people that win The Voice are right. huge, huge so stars she's not, now, right? Yeah, so she's not putting out records. Not one, Scott. Scott, not one. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's, the, it's absolutely insane that whoever wins that show doesn't Never. matter. It no. doesn't matter. Nobody, That's sad. I, tell me one. Do you know one artist that came from The Voice? Because I don't. I, the only also, artist I, I know from it. musical shows like that is Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson, Clay Aiken, Ruben Studdard. Didn't Daughtry do that? He, yeah, he was at least on there. He was um, something for a second. Who's the one that's probably the most talented out of all of them? Kelly Clarkson. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. No, it's definitely Jennifer mm. Hudson. <laughs> I, I didn't know she was putting out records. I know she put out like one. Well, she's on, she's on like Broadway. Like she's oh, is she? Doing big shit. Yeah, her voice gotcha. is unreal. I think she I had didn't the know color, that. I think she had the color purple. Oh, I okay. If, I don't know if that was recently, but gotcha. I, I'm pretty sure she's done that. Yeah, Funhouse is a spot where, like, I remember when it came out, that was when I was like, I can't be into pink. So my my memory coming into this week was, I don't like Funhouse. Okay. And then I listened to Pink's discography from front to back every single day this week. <laughs> That's a lot of pink. It's a lot of pink. That's a lot of pink. I, w- I was working 10-hour days this week. So, did it feel uh, better than when you listened to Behemoth? Fun, yeah, I did have a better <laughs> attitude at work. But Funhouse snuck up on me. How okay. much I absolutely loved it. Yeah. It, it just surprised me. And like how much of a, a fun mood it put me in. Because, like I said, I remember being like, I can't like this in, in 2008. You know, I, I think also why is because Pink was legitimately, it seemed, universally loved by women. Especially yeah. with that Funhouse record. When she was doing that stuff, like, I don't know one person, one woman that wasn't saying, like, oh, it's so beautiful. How great is that? So right. turn that around and you have those jaded asshole significant others of those women saying, oh, pink fucking sucks. This is bullshit. Yeah. And you're, you're influenced by that where yeah, pink, this is the same thing. Pink, this record told me that pink wasn't a guilty pleasure because she's so unbelievably talented that you need to just Amazing. like it because you like it. It's crazy. Yeah. Sober's huge. Please don't leave me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That is like a gut punch of a song. And I love it. 
the aforementioned bad influence is so fun. Yeah. Funhouse is a great, great track. Ave Maria. <laughs> that's how she pronounces it in the song. Man, her vocals on that thing are amazing. In the chorus, her voice just fucking soars. She, I don't think uh, there's any time when Pink's voice didn't sound great on a record. Like, no, I don't think I agree. you can play any track and be like, oh, she sounded a little off there. No? No, not ever. No? Not ever. No. She's she's absolutely amazing. And I ended up I ended up loving this record. I've gone on a run of purchasing Pink's discography on vinyl this week. Yeah. There is only two that I don't have ordered or in my possession already. Before this week of listening, I had zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of popped off a little bit. It's it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that the last two may come with divorce papers. <laughs> They're coming next month. <laughs> I'm going to end up buying them. <laughs> All right, Scott. So what's your second pick? Uh, my second pick, I'm going to have to go with I'm Not Dead. Okay. If for nothing but the song Who Knew. The entire record is fantastic. But Who Knew is so, like, just so strong. Well, Who Knew Who knew and Stupid Girls starting the album off. Yeah, Stupid Girls. Two, two hits. Again, back to back. I don't understand how she does this shit. I don't know, but I mean, even after that, "Long Way to Happy" is a fucking banger. I love that song. Yeah, because it's Dear, written by your boy. Written by my boy. Yeah, Butch Walker. Is it written by Butch Walker? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't pay attention to who wrote it. That's fucking sick. <laughs> I do. I do love that song. That song feels too pop country for me. It it just it didn't do that song. Didn't no, do you didn't like it, it. It felt like pop country of the time, and I still I still can't really get down on that. Okay, dear Mr. President. When it came out, Bush Bush the Junior was in was in office, and yeah. everybody had issues with him. And I thought it was just a punk rock thing because at the time we had um, the war on errorism. Yeah, war on errorism. Then we had the we had the the compilations that was uh, punk. What was it? Punk against Bush. Was it Punk Against Bush? I think it was. Was that what it was called? I think um, it was. But there was like three volumes of it that had him on the front cover holding his ears with a screaming amplifier behind him. And this just showed that even pop stars have problems with what the fuck is going on in the country at the time. So that was like super empowering. You and Your Hand is a gigantic single. Giant. Yeah, huge. Leave Me Alone, I'm Lonely is such a great song, too. God, conversations with my 13-year-old self, huge. And then she even did a song with her dad on this. Yeah. And that was super heartfelt and amazing. It's just her and him and an acoustic guitar. That is, it's, yeah, it's a special kind of, a super, a special kind of song. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I I love it. I think I Got Money Now is hilarious. And it shows, like, her fun, playful side. And that's that's the thing with all these records from her. You get a bunch of different personalities where you get the super serious, heartfelt stuff, but completely backed with the fun, party, funny side of her. And like all of it shines. Like every single song is just it's glowing. Like she's just I, I'm super fanboy, super fanboy right now. Like she is phenomenal she's an amazing artist also you mentioned leave me alone i'm lonely also yeah. written by bush walker yeah see that's my bod man i can get behind that track that's because the, the the other bush walker track is yeah. the first track in her discography that i like actively didn't like is that right 
like up to that point, I liked every track basically. And then that one, I was just like, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. It doesn't, okay. it doesn't really do it for me. I think con- conversations with my 13 year old self should close the record. It's it, that it's that strong of a song yeah. that yeah. like it would leave you and be like, wow, like it would really touch you. Yeah. I think that's why it's only backed by that track she did with her dad. Cause I think that's just such a special moment Yeah, with them too, that that's the only thing that could a come after conversations with my 13 year old self. And that's the only thing that could like, you can't have that moment in the middle of this record being backed with something like I got money now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. So I I think that as a one, two punch at the end, there is just as strong as the one, two punch of stupid girls. And who knew? Apparently when I listened to this, it added a bonus track from somewhere and fingers. Um, they're on yeah. Amazon. They they're fingers through on fingers, there. and then another track was on. Yeah, apparently I didn't delete fingers because I, I tried deleting all the other ones. But I think I did as well. Fingers was super electronic, and yeah. that is the one that sounded like a Lady Gaga prototyped. Gotcha. Okay, it sounded like a Lady Gaga prototype because, and this record came out two years before Gaga's debut. Oh, is that right? So like hearing that sound, I was like, wow, this is really because you and you'll get it eventually. <laughs> I know you're not into electronic stuff, but Lady yeah. Gaga has a pretty incredible voice of her own. Okay. I'm not, not going to sit here and compare pain because we don't need to, you know, put women against each other here. No, <laughs> but she has a very good voice of her own, a very strong voice. And when I heard that pink electronic song, I was like, wow, this is this is a, like a prototype for the Gaga record, which could wow. just be the record companies being like, oh, no, see, this sounds great. So we're going to, you know, <laughs> right. Got to do something over here. Right. But uh, if you need to know, I'm not dead is in the bottom third of my rankings. Of these is that rankings. right? Yeah, it's in the bottom. OK, third. so that that is one of the ones when you told me that you're getting all these records. I said, ah, I think there's a few you don't need this. This is actually one of them. No, I love this record. I Again, love this record. I like all these records. I yeah. didn't have a bad time listening to any of them. There's just some sure. I, I enjoyed way more than the others. And there's some that I may have been not quite honest about. Or okay. I was too I was too harsh on it. We'll get there when those get taken. Like when they Every, came out? No, when I listened. Oh, okay. When I listened, like I was listening differently and I needed to readjust something. Gotcha. We'll get to that though. So for my second pick. Yeah. I guess I just have to keep going down my ranking as my own list here. I'm gonna take the truth about love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I expected you to go something else. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But truth about love. Blow me one last kiss, another huge hit, and it's yeah. a banger. Yeah, H- how that song became so popular with the "I've had a sh day" edit, I'll never <laughs> yeah. understand. Yeah. I'll never understand how it got popular with that. "I've had a sh day." Yeah. You've had a sh day. How did how did we allow that to happen? Right, I don't know. During her discography, this is when I started wondering how she wasn't talked about more in that echelon of pop stars that other people at her level are. She, like this, she has hit after hit after hit. Yeah. Just give me one reason. Another huge oh, hit with Nate. Nate Roos. I th- I think that's how you pronounce his name. Okay. He is the lead singer from the band Fun that yep. I have on the list for you. Yep. Him and her as a duo. I don't think her voice. I, I think she could. Her voice is a chameleon. If you Ph- put anybody phenomenal. singing with her, any anybody singing, they could they could harmonize perfectly. It's unreal. It's yeah. really unreal. It's 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 crazy how good that track is. I love that track. I think that's a top three pink track. Like that's up there in her yeah. best track she's ever put out. Yeah. Slut like you writing credit to Max Martin. 
uh, one of the biggest and probably richest writers from the late nineties. Do you, are you familiar with Max? Martin? I don't know him. No, like the biggest Britney Spears tracks, the biggest, oh, okay. let, let me, let me get the, like, cause I looked this up and I was like, wow, this dude has money. I actually don't like that song. <laughs> Max Martin, Swedish record producer and songwriter. Ah, uh, he's Swedish. I, yeah, you he, already got me. I already know. He's the reason that the lyrics on Britney Spears's baby one more time don't really make sense because he yeah. didn't speak great English. Yeah. So he did like, he did baby one more time. He did backstreet boys. I want it that way. He did Celine Dion's. That's the way it is. He did NSYNC's. It's going to be me co-produced Katy Perry's. I kissed a girl like this dude has so much yeah. money. Rune yeah. fives. One more night. Taylor Swift, shake it off and blank space. The weekend's blinding lights and save your tears. Unreal. You had Martin, me at Swedish. They, they fucking know pop music over there. <laughs> Martin is the songwriter with the third most number one singles on the chart behind only Paul McCartney and John Lennon. That's wild. That is that's wild. Crazy. Yeah. But you said you didn't like that Max Martin track. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that song. I'm not a slut. I love love is excellent. I said knew I, it. <laughs> it said I love love. So yeah. I think the track might be a hair problematic today. Yeah. Because it seems a bit slut shaming. Yeah. It, it is catchy as hell, though. I can't. It, I can't it is. Give I'll give you that. It is catchy. Not lying with the album title either. This album is truth about love. Like she is it going is. in on love on all this. Yeah. Aside from a garbage Eminem feature. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say about that. Honestly, because it takes a long time for Eminem to join that song. Yeah. If if the song ends before his feature, it's a better song to me. <laughs> I don't understand why they, why we needed these late Eminem career features. Like I don't know. I don't. I feel like they're not helping Pink. Yeah. I feel like they're. I, who is Eminem trying to get more fans? Like Eminem's doing good. Well, it, she I'm, featured on one of his songs. I think he's on more than this. one. Though. He's on more than one. Well, yeah, I know. We'll get there. <laughs> pretty. I'm pretty sure she featured on one of his tracks. Like a big, a big song. Uh, and then the closer is an excellent slow ballad. I, I like this record a lot. I this is the last love, one for my top three rankings. I love Try. That song, Try. Okay. Actually, that was a song when Lucas was really little that he would sing in the car. Okay. So I love that song. I think this thing is loaded up in the beginning again, like we've talked about. Oh, yeah. But this thing's got six tracks back to back to back to back that i think are just phenomenal I think it's the unreal first, i think the a side is just sick i don't understand how she does it it doesn't make sense to me. i don't it, I it don't seems know. like it goes against every like music theory i've heard about track lists it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's so weird are we all we are as an opener i think is super powerful and i love it then backed by blow me one last kiss then try give me a reason and then even the um True Love track with Lily Allen, I think is really strong. It's it's phenomenal. She she doesn't lose. All right, Scott, I think I know what you're going to take for your next pick. Mm. So go ahead and choose your next pick. And I'll tell you if I was right, because I don't sure know I'm what right. I'm picking for my next pick. Then I would like you to pick the one that I don't want. <laughs> uh, man, I am wrestling with myself a little bit on this one. I'll. Shit, shit. Uh, I'm gonna go with beautiful trauma. Okay, I'm gonna do it. This one it doesn't hurt. Me. It doesn't hurt as bad as I wanted it, but it it it, it it's not the next one I was taking, but it's the yeah. one after the next one I was taking. And you mean in your ranking? 
Yes. This was one of the ones that I hadn't heard before, I don't think. Same. And it is amazing. I love the opener. Absolutely love it. The opener, tell me if I'm wrong here, Kesha vibes. 100%. Yeah. I got heavy Kesha vibes and I was in. I was like, let's go, Pink. And you know what? I was the same way and it surprised the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to hear. When she hits her vocals, when she sings the words beautiful trauma, I tear up. It is so powerful to me. Um, She has songs peppered throughout her discography that make me cry. But just the power behind this track amazes me. Revenge featuring Eminem. (laughs) And I will say, I don't think his I don't think his feature ruined the track. Right. Oh, no, I don't think it helped the track, but it didn't make it unlistenable. Like it didn't it didn't do what they normally do to me, where it's like, oh, God damn it. God damn it. Right. <laughs> also, continuing, I'm I'm finding the through line in your draft picks because you apparently don't have one. Uh, at this <laughs> point, it is it is it is fun. People that were in fun because Jack Antonoff produced a few of these tracks. And oh, did he? He was the guitarist in fun. And then also, I think we talked about he did. He did that whole Taylor Swift record. Yeah, you told me about and that. He's he's just like a big time pop producer now. I feel like yeah. he might almost be the fuck. What's the dude? Who's the dude from Goldfinger? John oh, Feldman. Feldman. <laughs> yeah. I think he might be the Feldman of pop music. <laughs> gotcha. I think that's what he's doing. He just decided, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And he he's doing hey. it. Yeah, do it. Uh, I think the track What About Us is amazing. And it's a giant I, track, too. I didn't yeah, know that huge. was pink. I Neither. didn't know that was pink. Yeah. I know I've heard that song a thousand times on the radio, on the TV. I never knew it was pink. When I heard it on air, I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Pink still has hits. I don't understand. Oh, right. Right. But we lost it is phenomenal. One of the ones that really hits me hard is Barbies. Okay. Yeah. That track just like it is a heartbreaking ballad of lost childhood and but like, written with the nostalgia of it. Like God, can, it is, yeah. It's not just looking back at it. It's looking back at it and feeling the way you did that. Yeah. Oh my God. It, it, it hurts. Like I've, I'm, I'm not a guy who used to be in his room playing with Barbies. Uh, I definitely played with like, Barbies with my cousin. I, so I was like, I, mentally, it. I was mentally going back to playing Barbies with my cousin. She was only one year older than me. We were best friends growing oh, up. Oh yeah. So like I'm back in my head. I almost sent the song to her. Like I almost, right? I, I was almost like, have you heard this? But I, I felt like it might be weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 A little bit. But I, I mean, this one surprised me and I instantly fell in love with this record. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to say it about every single record because I feel like I, I didn't realize how strongly I felt about Pink before this week. She is probably my favorite female singer of all time. Pink has yet to fall off at all, in my opinion. I have that this is a very solid album that ends with two very emotional and personal tracks. Yes. And that Piano and Pink is a combo we need more of. Oh my God. Yeah. Because she was giving, when when it's just her and a piano, I'm not going to lie, I had Adele vibes. Yeah. And yeah. if you would have if you would have asked me before listening to this discography, do you think Pink could pull off doing a, like a lounge record? Like I never would have thought. No. I, I would have said no. Because I, yeah. that's not how, even though in her hits, she's singing her ass off. Yeah, it's produced in such a way where it's not overpowering in the track, and I think a lot of her hits are the fun ones. Absolutely, and and I, it's on purpose because mm-hmm. it draws in the, that 
that fun crowd. Yeah. That yeah. sells records, but you get into these deep cuts that, and don't get me wrong. Some of her like more emotional songs are, have been hits as well, but you get into some of these deeper cuts that are just, yeah, they're heartbreaking and real feeling. And the fact that she writes these songs in first person makes you feel that for her. I think Emily is sick of me talking about her from this week. <laughs> so she's going to be excited for, for the next, so you can stop talking about pink. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> so my next pick, my third pick. Yes. Your third pick. The one I thought you were going to take that yeah. I wanted. So here yeah. we go. I, I get it. I'm taking try this. I, I was waiting for it. I thought that was going to be higher for you. Uh, trouble. And yeah. as cringy as it is, God is a DJ are both fucking bangers. They're I both crushers. God is a DJ is such a cringy song, yeah, but it's bad. so fucking catchy. It's so good. It's yeah, so good. Yeah. I didn't know until listening to this record that a lot of this was recorded or was written and produced by Tim Armstrong. Oh, you didn't know that. I did not know. I knew that when it came out. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's why I thought this was going to be your, I thought this was going to be your first pick. Yeah, I did not know that until, listen, I I think I only heard the hits off this one. I don't think I even heard this, the full record. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And wild that Tim Armstrong is all over this thing. Tonight's the night. You can hear it. Oh, no. You can hear Tim Armstrong all over this record. Tonight's the night really feels like Tim Armstrong with the vibe, the lyrical rhythm. Like he he wrote the, it and Pink sung it. Like that's there's what that a song lot is. of that on this yes. record. Yes, it makes me want like Pink fronting Rancid for a record. Like, could you imagine that? Well, you just you're just talking about the Distillers. No, Pink <laughs> has a much better voice than Brody Dale. I know. I'm joking. I like Brody Dale, but <laughs> I'm joking. Brody Dale can't do. But what that's Pink what this does. record is. That's what this record is. This is Pink kind fronting of. Rancid. Because Pink will go from those rancid, upbeat guitar songs to an R&B-leaning ballad written by Linda Perry. Sure. Se- yeah. Seamlessly. And yeah. the reason that it's seamless is because I think Pink herself is that connective tissue. She is that R&B. She yeah. is that edge. She's both. And it's yeah. crazy that it exists on the same record. And it works. And yeah. then Amazon Music threw in the Charlie's Angels full throttle soundtrack song at the end. Oh, of the I, didn't, I didn't hear that one. <laughs> it doesn't fit the record at all, but it still works. It yeah. was weird. It was That's really funny. weird. This album is great. I love this album. This is the this is the first one I have ranked after my top three. Gotcha. Uh, the track Humble Neighborhoods. I was like, this is on indestructible somewhere i swear to god yeah uh, <laughs> it is i heard uh, red hot moon a couple times yeah 100 yeah this uh as like that was kind of my description for this record was this is a pink rancid album yeah and it's and, excellent yeah it's uh, this is one of the two that i don't have ordered yet it almost makes me feel like because you do get a there's a lot of rancid on here a lot but I is I think I'm not positive, so this may be wrong. But I think this is also the first one that LaFace was credited with again. Is that right? So I'm thinking that that's Arista, surprising. But I'm thinking because Arista didn't want to take the full brunt of it. <laughs> They're like not nah, pass it off to somebody. LaFace was like, "All right, yeah, I guess we'll cover. <laughs> I guess we'll cover half of it if that's what you're doing. That guy, you brought that guy in." Right. All right. And then I did see an interview with Tim Armstrong afterwards where he was asked about it because around the time he was asked, like, are you selling out? You're becoming a corporate stooge. Oh, wow. And he said, Pink's my girl and I'll do 25 records with her if she wants. I loved it. 
That's awesome. I love that. And it's it's wild because she can go. She spans genres. Mm-hmm. Like as a parent by her work with some of the features she's had in her discography yes. and writing credits from different people. It is yeah. wild. On Try This, she has like Peaches is a feature. Not the rock band. It's like some kind of electronic, like, were they French or something? Like, I can't I remember. I but can like some electronic uh, artist somewhere. Uh, as I talked about with my first pick, I misunderstood. She has a, she has a fucking Steven Tyler feature. We've talked yes. about the Eminem features. Yeah. Like there's just, she has so many features that just are from different worlds. But she works in all of them. It's 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 amazing to me. I think a lot of that is her voice. Yeah. And then slightly less than that is she has amazing. Maybe it's her ear or maybe she just knows how to recruit people with that ear. But yeah, the production that she brings in is so perfectly what need what she needs. Right. Like no matter what the song is, the production is if it's going to be a rock song, it's perfect production on the rock song. If it's going to be a super fun pop song, perfect production on the pop song. Yeah. Yeah. And and she surrounds herself with an amazing team. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, we're getting down. We're getting out of the nitty gritty here. Yeah. Three records left. Technically four. Cause I got to scrounge up some, something, I guess, but this it, by no means is a, a bottom tier pink record for me. It's just, I kind of knew you weren't going to pick it for a while. So I'm going with Trustfall as my fourth pick, her newest record. Uh, that would have been, that would have been my next pick. I love it. So the week it came out, I was going to have it be my record of the week. Okay. But I knew we were already doing this draft. So I wasn't going to tip my hand and tell you how much I fucking love this record mm-hmm. before we do a draft of the discography. <laughs> but I love every single track off this record it's weird it's weird that you do because it's a very electronic record the funny thing is i heard the single trust fall before the record came out okay and i was like i'm gonna hate this shit (laughs) because it is it is so electronic i i get uh vibes of larue have you ever heard of larue only in passing i don't know yeah i I only know like one or two tracks but this is very that feeling. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to hate it. So when the record came out, I was like, I'm still giving it a shot. And having When I Get There open the record off as more of a softer, more traditional song. It swerves. It swerves and gives me trust fall. But I think that switch up was just enough flavor that I absolutely loved it. Okay. Uh, it's amazing. And then Turbulence, another tear-jerking song for me. Uh, I love I love it. This is the record where I think that I was being unfair. This isn't the first okay. one. This one and the one before it, I think I was being unfair with listening to this because we mentioned Pink putting in the work and becoming yeah. this different version of Pink that potentially a better person like potentially a more realized version of who she wants to be yeah so when i didn't hear that rebellious tone or that edge to these i think i was looking for that and when i wasn't getting that i was feeling unfulfilled sure so going back after realizing that listening to these they're much better records because pink can still do pink things yeah but you can't you I, i needed to stop looking for that edge that she doesn't need anymore 
she's comfortable. Right. Like she's yeah. comfortable with who she is. She's not really rebelling. And I'm sure she has her, you know, she's not fucking perfect and thinks that she's the best, but right. Yeah. She's, she's accepting of who she is and she doesn't need to constantly be fighting something. And that when I was, when I stopped looking for that, it made these albums better. Yeah. Trustfall is fantastic. There's Love a it. Lumineers feature that works because any voice will work with her. Yeah, that's another one of those features. Kids in Love and Never Gonna Not Dance Again are oh, great. Love and them. the latter is a hit. And if it isn't, it fucking should be. Yeah, I, I think know. it's a single now. It I think they, they just had the VMAs and I think she performed it on roller skates. Perfect. That, yeah, that's, a, that's perfect. I may yeah. go try to find that. The country tinge tracks don't really do anything for me because I love them. But like I have I have artists I listen to for that. Like I'll listen right. to Casey Musgraves and get that. So it's for kind sure. of you know, doesn't Yeah. And then Chris Stapleton has never once done anything for me in my he's, life. Oh really? Never once. I think done. he's I think he's phenomenal. Everybody does, Scott. And no, I'm I sorry. <laughs> and I'd I and I I can't argue it because if that many yeah. people think he's like that great, then he must be. But I he's never done anything for me personally. Another solid album, a bunch of bangers. I think that the biggest opposition to this record, apart from me looking for those emotions, is time. Yeah. The record's just okay. too it's too it's new. too new. Yeah. I, yeah. Because a lot of those other records, if you would have told me listen to that record in 15, 20 years, <laughs> and 15, 20 years, I'd have been like, no, that's not gonna age well. It's somehow right. Yeah. It maintains. It I don't does. Know. Yeah. No, it just um it being her newest, I knew I had to hold it off till closer to the end of the draft, but I absolutely loved it. Um, it's the first pink record I own because I had it in the store still. Okay. And I, yeah, I think it's phenomenal. And she looks gorgeous on that cover. Scott, I told you. She's gorgeous cover. all the time. Yeah. Every but, cover. I don't yeah. understand. She, I, don't, she's I do a, not understand. She's a beautiful woman. I would have taken Trustfall. I liked Trustfall a lot. Yeah. And that I have that ranked above the the two that we haven't taken yet. So okay, I got to choose between one of those. Yeah, for my fourth pick, I'm just gonna follow my ranking here. <laughs> Can't take me home. Oh, okay. The debut. Yeah, it's it's very R and B forward. Very. How much that has to do with her being on LaFace? I, I feel like Everything. she was a she was a plug and play voice almost. Yeah. Like she just got very lucky, I feel, because there's hundreds, if not thousands, of musicians that you could plug and play into this record because her voice also is just produced into the record. It's not she's not doing anything exceptional. It's still very poppy. The production is so two thousands, it almost brings a tear to my eye. Like when I hear yeah, some of those yeah. sounds, I'm just like, wow, this is two thousand yeah. through and through. She does what she's supposed to do. She delivers vocals where she's supposed to. It feels like somebody else's album that she kind of just filled in the slot, but yeah. it's good. It's not exactly pink, though. No, but it's it's good, and it's it was my first experience of her. Like this is the first time I listened. I, to pink I mean, it was everybody's record. first experience of yeah. with pink, but yeah, I think um, there you go. Might have been the first. I think that was the first one that I I, I heard, or at least it's either the, that or do what you do. For some yeah. reason, I have those two written down, so I must have I must have something about those. I two think tracks. I think there you go was the first one because I think I remember that video where she had the pink hair, she had the white like motorcycle suit, and she threw the motorcycle, ran the motorcycle off a parking garage into a guy's apartment. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, that sounds pinkish. Yeah, 
And I was like, who is this chick? <laughs> like, she is wild. She's out there. It's not the pink we grew to love, but it is a definite starting point. And all the credit and all the credit to whoever did A&R and everything at LaFace to make that happen. Yeah. Because they saw exactly what pink could have been, I guess. Exactly. Even if they yeah. didn't push her off on the right foot with this record, I don't think. But... Oh, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> We're getting to a point where I don't have a lot to say about these records because, yeah, I mean, I know you do because you wrote an opus for every single one of these records. <laughs> I actually didn't end up doing what I told you I was going to do okay. um, because it, my opinion changed throughout the week more. Okay. And like I was changing my opinions on songs throughout the entire week. So, Scott, your final pick. So you either take the one remaining on the board or you do the scrounging around that I'm going to have to do if you don't take the one left on the board. So it's not scrounging around. I had a plan. Yes, it is. But you kind of threw me because I was hoping. I don't think the one remaining record should be left for last. I think it's fantastic. But Greatest Hits So Far (laughs) has two unreleased tracks on it that are both sides of Pink's coin and both are amazing and beautiful. So I'm going to take Greatest Hits So Far. Of course you are. I'm greatest hits on a fucking discography. I I know, and I don't do it. I'm not a greatest hits guy. I've said it a million times, but or a live album guy, and this is both. I yeah yeah. If you had taken greatest hits so far, I was gonna take the live record because they both have the song "Fucking Perfect" on. Isn't isn't I thought the greatest hits so far was a live record. No 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 no. Greatest hits so far is studio records, studio recordings of her greatest hits the all i know so far okay that's what i was thinking of there's just is, the so far is what yeah gets me. um the song fucking perfect is the biggest tearjerker of a pink song for me written written with max martin it wasn't really mm-hmm. well, fucking perfect was written with max martin yeah see i could see razor glass being written with max martin Raise Your Glass was written with Max Martin and okay. and Shellback. Okay. Uh, those two tracks are, aren't are released on anything other than this Greatest Hits record. And Fucking Perfect is on that live record. But Razor Glass isn't. Those two songs, like I said, they're the flip side of the pink coin. And I love both of them so much. They're both awesome. They're both incredible tracks, too. Yeah. And then along with taking this Greatest Hits record, I get the hits from the records that you picked that I still love. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, I... Bro, I had to win. (laughs) I mean, it's all her hits. Plus two unreleased tracks that ended up being hits because both of those are all over the, the, the radio. Even if they don't say fucking perfect, it's... I absolutely love those two songs. I absolutely love all of her hits. I think she's amazing, and I had to take the greatest hits record. Well, that's fun. I guess if you're playing games, I'm going to play games. Don't do it. Don't do what? There's there's something I had as <laughs> I have something else too. <laughs> I don't I don't think what I'm going to pick is what you're going to pick. I think it is. I really don't think it is. I, I think I, so. I would I would bet you $100, Scott. I will well, it would take me a long time to mail it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about the record that we're that cuz I'm not taking her to be human. I it's my least favorite pink track. 
Okay, let's talk. Least favorite Pink album. It was my first completely blind album. Like the other ones, I've at least heard things from. Yeah, I heard nothing from this. It's a little more dancey. My attic is strong. I love my attic. Ninety days grates on me a little bit though. I don't like the male. Really, I thought I thought you'd love that track. I don't like the male voices. It doesn't work for me. Okay. Uh, the title track is good. For some reason, the album doesn't feel like it's connecting at all with me. And all right. th- this, it, it was better when I went back and not looking for that edge. Cause this is the first album that didn't really have that edge. Sure. Yeah. It feels like pink. Isn't really connected at times to me either. Like, okay. it, like some of it felt phoned in all and right. there, and I think there are multiple tracks that have like four or five writers. So it, it felt oh, okay. busy to me. Also. Maybe that's why. I, I think Walk Me Home is a super strong track. I like the um, title track, Hurts to Be Human. I think it's great. We Could Have It All, I think it's fantastic. I love the Chris Stapleton feature on Love Me Anyway. Circle Game is beautiful. I love Circle Game. Yeah, Circle Game is good. I, I have Circle Game as being good. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Can We Pretend is a great song. I I love this record too. It's just I had two songs on a greatest hits record that I needed. Yeah, imagine that. You get to do that. So yeah. what I'm doing, I get to what do I'm it. taking, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Scott, this is not what you were gonna take. I know it for a million dollars. I I would okay. All right, we'll see. You say I it. am taking yeah. specifically mm. the Lady Marmalade music video. <laughs> it's Christina That's Aguilera. Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Maya, Pink, and Missy Elliott shows up at one point. Yeah, she does. Just to kind of tell everybody's names. Re-listening to this this week after really getting the vibe of Pink down and realizing her voice. Because even before this, it was I I thought Pink had a good voice. I don't think she has the voice she has. I want to hear Lady Marmalade done with Pink doing the Christina Aguilera verse. Because if you recall, in Lady Marmalade, the Christina Aguilera verse is just her doing runs and kind of screaming. Yeah. So let let me hear Pink do that. And I would I would imagine if Pink put that out and just said, like, yeah, fuck right. you, Christina. How great would that be? <laughs> That'd be How fantastic. Great would that be? But with this track, I also get Lil' Kim. I also yeah. get Maya. It's I also true. get them all in lingerie, which <laughs> That's also as, true. A, as a young boy was yeah. incredible to me. There. I this is probably the number one music video I've watched the most in my lifetime. <laughs> over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Even probably paused it a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. I love this music video. So I'm taking the 2001 released Do it. music video, Lady Marmalade by Christina Aguilera, Maya, Lokim Pink, and Missy Elliott from the movie Moulin Rouge. Got it. And it was nominated for best pop collaboration with vocals. Love it. I don't know who beat it out, though. I'm not doing that work. Nah. So, Scott, what kind of bullshit were you going to try to do? No. I, I. What did you think I was going to take? Did you think I was taking Lady Marmalade? It's my record of the week. You didn't think I was taking Lady Marmalade, though? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, before we get into records of the week, let's wrap this yeah. up, Scott. You went first. You chose Misunderstood, I'm yep. Not Dead, Beautiful Trauma, Trust Fall, and Greatest Hits So Far. I went second. I got Funhouse, Truth About Love, Try This, Can't Take Me Home, and the music video for Lady <laughs> Marmalade. Scott, great draft. There's good no on, good on there's it. no loser, loser here. Like this, I'm good on it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Even like even the ones we left off, even Hurts to Be Human, I think is still fantastic. And then the live record. Did you listen to the live record at all? 
Uh, just some of the hits. Like, I okay. didn't, I mean, they're all hits, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I listened to a few, like, because I would just, here's the thing. When you go on Amazon Music and you hit shuffle on an artist, yeah, it really front loads their newest music up front. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it really, it really yeah. wants you to listen to Trustfall, which yeah. I like Trustfall a lot. I would have chosen it if it would have got to me. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think it needs to age a little bit and then I'm going to revisit because I think that's a great record and I think it'll, yeah. it'll age well. Yeah, I I love the live record because it shows that she does the majority of live vocals in her show. Yeah, because you are here. You hear her get winded and run out of breath because she's running around stages and uh, flying through the air and doing acrobatics and just mm-hmm. putting on a phenomenal show while yeah. singing beautifully. She's she's amazing. I think both of us have really solid lists here. Going through her discography again this week, it just amazed me how phenomenal of an artist she is and how great the majority of her discography is. And I still feel like doesn't get the respect she deserves. I do 100% agree somehow. with you. Somehow I, she doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Is, is it is it because she doesn't live in LA? Does she live in LA now? I don't think so. I don't know. Because I, I know they were living so. in Vegas because Carrie Hart was from Vegas. Yeah. So I know. Well, hold on. That was in fucking Cribs in like 2005. So <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I have no, I have no basis for where Pink. That was, is. that was motocross career. Carrie yeah. Hart. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So Scott, Pink isn't the only thing you were listening to. What's your record of the week? Actually, Pink was the only thing I was listening to. It was. Because I listened to the collab record between Pink and the one Dallas Green from Alexis on Fire fame, okay. you and me, they put out a duet record called Rose Avenue. So it leans more heavily on Dallas Green's city and color music career, where okay. he, he does his acoustic singer-songwriter stuff. But it's every single song is Pink and Dallas Green doing duets. And if there's, you know, one one thing we've learned about pink she can duet with anybody and it is a killer yep and this record is fantastic i wish it was pressed on vinyl because i would have it uh i think it's only pressed in like germany or somewhere in europe and i can't get a hold of one for import that shit i would if i could find one for sale uh (laughs) anybody who has one apparently wants to hold on to it forever it's a short little one i think you could give it a shot you might get over Dallas Green pretty quickly, but I don't even know who Dallas Green. Oh, never mind. He's the he's from Alexis on Fire. Yeah, yeah, he's the guitarist and clean vocal uh, for Alexis on Fire. Okay, but yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I love it. Well, uh, that's interesting because my record yeah. of the week is Choices, or what was that band's name? Choices? Yeah, Choice. <laughs> Choice. Sorry, yeah. Continue. <laughs> what, what were you gonna say? Uh, it came out in two thousand fourteen. Okay, it's thirty six minutes long. It's oh, that's, that's okay. That's an okay. 10 tracks. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like I said, it's real quick. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. I really, really do. And I, I was gonna, I thought about picking it in the overall draft and surprising you with that, but had to get that greatest hits record. Yeah. You needed those songs <laughs> that couldn't keep away from. It's true. I, I couldn't. My record of the week from 2016. It's dig deep by after the burial. Okay. I think it's phenomenal. I hit AF on my 
on my <laughs> list of alphabetical bands I'm listening through. So yeah, just chose a random after the burial project. I remember liking an early after the burial project and okay. this thing. I remember them being a lot more singy though. There's a lot less singy on this and boy, was I into it. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Really into this record. It's, it's, solid it's a solid deathcore record let's put it that way nice. it might it might describe it as pro- as progressive metal and metalcore oh. it's a fucking deathcore record let's not <laughs> that's not i'm not being not reductive by saying that i'm not being reductive by saying that it's yeah. fucking great so yeah i don't I, after the burial dig deep it's great awesome. Didn't, i don't have much to say about it scott what are we listening to next week uh finally i'm getting to give you something uh and i'm really excited to give you this record Jumbawamba. No, we did that. I have a great story to tell with this record. Uh, it is the debut self-titled record from the band I Am The Avalanche. Okay. The the band you just saw recently? Yep. And that's the story I'm going to tell. Because it was a great it's show. self-titled, you said? Yes, it is. Uh, the cover is red with four cells that look like a comic book. Really, really excited for you to listen to this. I hope you like it. I love it. I love that band. Uh, there's not a whole lot of notes that I'm going to go over for that record because there's not a whole lot of information readily available on the internet about that band, but I'll put something together for you. And then, as I said, I'll, I'll tell the little story that I got and, uh, hopefully you like it. All right. Sounds good. So I'm the avalanche next week. Yes, sir. Go listen to pink. Go listen to pink. Everybody doesn't, doesn't even matter what record. Pick it nope, up. they're all fantastic. They're all, they're all very solid records. As you've heard us gush for the last hour and a half. <laughs> if you have any, if, if you want to tell us who won, if you uh, have they, any, we both did. ideas. If you have any ideas for what draft you would like us to do, because we're taking those, we'll take ideas for drafts. If you're if you're giving us a draft topic, try to them for at least have eight albums. Eight's kind of the minimum that we can. Yeah, go. yeah. I mean, we talk really long for five, but you know. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> if you have any of that, send us an email at are you listening.pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at a whale pod. Struggle through that one. <laughs> Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening, Scott. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Had a great time this week and today talking to you about pink. Yeah. Pink is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening? Are you listening? I think Emily is sick of me talking about her from this week. I've had a sh day. You've had a sh day. How did how did we allow that to happen? But she's just out in these streets riding a bicycle. I live in the dark. I live in these shadows. I'm super fanboy super fanboy right now. Ink has always had like this real mommy energy.